We're glad that you are taking the time to be with us today for another episode in our series, Wednesday Evening Sermons. Today's message was presented on Wednesday evening, January 29th, 2020, by Deacon Brianna Morris-Brock, and is entitled, Signs and Wisdom. The lesson for this message is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 31. Please listen now as we join Deacon Bree for the message. There's a couple things that Paul writes tonight that really stuck out to me that were all about signs and wisdom. And some of the stuff that he wrote really got me thinking that God chooses what is foolish to shame the wise. God chooses what is weak to shame the strong. And God chooses what is small and low and ignored. So how many of you guys, raise your hands if you have ever wished for a sign from God so that you could just like know that it was real. Raise your hand if you've ever just been like, just send me a sign so that I can know that it's real. Or maybe, raise your hand if you've ever wondered, if God is real, then wouldn't it make a lot more sense if everything was just kind of in its right place, right? If things weren't so messy. Has anybody ever wondered how the world could be so messy if God is real? Has anybody ever wondered that? These are, in fact, some of the oldest questions that people have been asking. This letter is written not very long after Jesus has died by a new follower, Paul, right? So we're talking like 10 to 20 years after Jesus has died. And already people who have not met Jesus personally are saying, yeah, but I want to see signs and I want to see some practical wisdom, right? But then <clears throat> Paul follows up this response with some pretty uncomfortable things. He says that God doesn't really choose the wise, the wisdom of the world. God chooses foolishness, right? So, <clears throat> and then Paul goes on to say that God actually chooses foolishness to flex a little bit, which I think is kind of funny, <laughs> right? Like anyone can be successful and powerful or wise with, you know, the right degrees or with the, just the right loan or maybe able to own the right things or live in the right house with, you know, just the, the right uh, kind of educational backward, back, backing or financial savvy. But starting from not just nothing, but in fact a negative, that's how you show what you're really made of, right? So um, I think it's kind of weird and maybe a little bit exciting that Paul says that God chooses the foolish so that God can flex. That God actually loves to show off a little bit. But I think that God loves to show off a little bit because beauty really deserves to be seen. That beauty really deserves to be seen. But here's the challenge. What God finds beautiful not what we find beautiful, or at least not what we think of as beautiful, right? Like, we tend to think that beauty gives you power, right? It helps us be better than others, <clears throat> or maybe just <clears throat> beauty can cost a lot of money. We spend a lot of money on beauty, right? Art is worth hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars that hangs in museum. Beauty, we think of as being controlled or used to control others. And it has 
power. But Paul says that that's not the kind of beauty that God loves. That's not the kind of beauty that God looks for, right? So Paul says we have to look to Christ to see what that beauty is. Um, and I have this question for you, like, what kind of wisdom about beauty does a 33-year-old man from a nowhere small town who has zero money and is arrested and put to, get to death by the, the federal government for causing problems with local officials? That does not sound like a sign, and that does not sound like wisdom to me. But I think Jesus leaves us with a lot of other signs, wisdom, and beauty, right? If we read the stories of the gospel, that wisdom is actually listening to others when maybe no one else has heard their stories. Wisdom is asking the question, what's going on with you and what can I do to help? That there's wisdom in seeing the value of the gifts of all peoples for the benefit of their neighbors, even ones that have failed out of school, even ones that can't read, even ones that are maybe too stupid to progress in their careers, even ones who have cheated on their spouses, or maybe even ones that don't fit into particular gender identities. The wisdom of Christ is the wisdom of love. And the wisdom of love is a lot like water. It sort of fills in whatever shape it's put into, right? Whatever shape is left, big or small, that's what water fills into. Now, I get that you guys probably, particularly maybe my confirmation students, are saying, like, I roll, we get it, God is love, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's always the right answer, right? The right answer is always Jesus, God, or love, somehow. But I think that the kind of foolishness that Paul's talking about, the foolishness of God, is foolishness because this kind of love is incredibly difficult to live out. Right? It's not the caught up in romantic comedy where everything just sort of falls into place kind of love. Right? It's difficult to love people who are powerless. It's difficult to love others and let them see you be your vulnerable self. It takes practice every single day to tune our hearts to see the people around us not as conquests, but as people who just want to experience love as much as we do. God's biggest flex and show of power in the world is to comfort the brokenhearted. It's to value the failures and it's to desire and want the untouchable in the world. To see the vulnerable as the most beautiful creation because not God knows that that is us at our most authentic, the us that was created at the beginning and the us that will be eternal. So <clears throat> wherever you go this next week, right? I hope to challenge you to think about what is the foolishness of our faith, this very difficult and wonderful and beautiful love. Not the beauty that the world tells us to see, not not what we think of as powerful or how, you know, hierarchy or climbing the ladder, but being real, being with each other and being for each other. So this week, I want you to look for a place that you can love like this. 
it's probably going to be very small. No one will probably notice, except for the person that probably needed it the most. That's how God always shows up in those small cracks, in those small places, right? It's not us being a hero. <laughs> it's us being a human, right? So <clears throat> think about that place this week that you can show up human who loves. Amen. Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.